0: Welcome uh, everybody to the Bearded Gamers podcast. Uh, my name is Dan, today I'm joined by Brenton. Say hello Brenton.
1: Hello, there. how are you all doing? In our special uh, over Zoom meeting. Yeah, yeah, so if it's a little bit, uh, a little bit um, not as good as we normally have, then uh, we do
0: apologise for that. But yeah, um, yeah. so what have, we, what have we got coming up in the show, Dan? Uh, well, a little bit different show today. We've got... Um, Our gaming highlights, uh, you know, what have we been up to? What have we been up to? Uh, Obviously over the past month. (laughs) So we've got our gaming highlights to talk through. Uh, Some exciting stuff there. And October was Raise Your Game Month to raise money for Dementia UK. Uh, And um, I got involved in in a big gaming event to help raise some money. Um, so we have got yeah, the sure. show Ryan coming on to talk about the big gaming event that we did to raise money. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about all sorts of games that we played in a, in a, in a game marathon. And we're going to talk about spirit Island, which is a game that, um, that you've been playing solo Brentos. Is that right? I haven't
1: played, yeah. I haven't played a lot of solo games. Um, cause, uh, we're well with, um, uh, with things of like lockdown and my uh, my job um, now going back to work and my little in, I've not had as much time to play as much as I want to um, but the game I have been playing is Spirit Island so yeah and you've had a chance to play it as well so we we'll want to talk about that later on
0: yeah excellent so uh, uh, let's take things off shall we with uh, what have we been up to lately yeah <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I was um... waiting for it I was waiting for it
1: <laughs> 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 So what, what was the what was the um because because I've been uh, because of um uh, work commitments and my little boy I've been able to go to GameStop, I know you guys were playing um, uh, a lot of different games. What was the one that um, you sort of said that stood out to you as uh, as your highlight of the of the month sort of thing?
0: Okay, yeah, for me definitely, um, Eclipse. So, as you guys know, with me and Brent have been sort of uh, trialing the um board game sort of borrowing services and uh we've got the well that's the other thing we've got coming up in the show actually we've got the competition winner from last uh, month's episode so uh stay tuned for that we'll be announcing that soon as very well and uh yeah so the game that i got through um my uh, board game subscription service for rental was eclipse which came out in like 2011 but something ages ago it's actually a really quite old game Um, It has since had uh, new iterations, but the first edition was the one that that I got sent. And I thought I'd play that with the guys. So yeah, like you say, you've been quite busy recently. So you didn't quite make it down to a couple of the games nights that we've got in before the second UK lockdown. And uh, (laughs) yeah, we played this. It was myself, Roger, John and Lance. And essentially it is a 4X game. So I, I I'm I i can not quite remember what the four X's stand for. It's something like explore, exploit, uh, like exterminate or expand or something like that. But um it's essentially like a like a, almost like an open world kind of space exploration game where you've got your own civilization of uh of either humans or some sort of ancient alien civilization you've got like your home base your home planet and there's these big hexes which um you can explore out into space you can research technologies to um expand your sort of science division you've got um okay. on your player board you've got like this is what i really like about it, you've got these like um, blueprints for your different ships so you've got like interceptors cruisers dreadnoughts and like star bases and they've got like this yeah. grid system um, And you need like an engine, you need uh, like weapons and uh, stuff like that to power it. But you can research all these different technologies to upgrade your ships. So you've got a lot of customization. Uh, You've got like three main resources in the game, which are like science, materials, and money. The money you'll use to essentially like purchase extra um, actions. So the more actions you do, the the more money it costs.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And you see, you've got to make sure that you know, you've got enough to pay the upkeep essentially at the end of your turn. The okay. science is used to research those technologies that might be to upgrade your ships. It might be like one-off bonuses. You might be researching like orbital space stations to um, increase your population and things like that. And then you've got materials, which are used yep. as a building cost to build like your different okay. um, ships. Um, so, sounding cool already? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It does. So what what kind of games does it sound? Uh, is it of play similar to? I suppose.
0: Um, well, not loads that we've played as as a group. Um, I mean, a lot of people describe it as Twilight Imperium Lite. Um, okay. Essentially, what it it does a very similar thing to Twilight Imperium, um, but is done in a in less time. Not quite as as expansive. It's a bit more sort of simplified, less diplomacy, and uh, and more kind of action on your your part. Um, so it's yeah, you just. We, you I knew just, the. I knew, go on. I know I the sort of the down.
1: I knew the downside of Twilight Imperium is obviously that um, it takes all of your day. Like you're starting it in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's the, the time investment. In the
0: time. You've got to put a day aside to play that, but it is
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, like, in order to re- learn the rules, so you have to learn them well. Like, you can't sit down with everyone and go, right, we're going to play this game. It takes uh, five minutes to explain something. Like, you have to research it. Prior to I mean, normally, in. when you look yeah. on
0: YouTube for like a how-to-play video, they're like five, ten minutes tops. Yeah. But I don't think we found a how-to-play yeah. Twilight Imperium video when we played it a few months back that wasn't less than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's saying something but um eclipse i feel confident i could teach someone in in 10-15 minutes i mean there's a lot of sort of nuance to it and a lot of paths to victory that's good. at the end of the day you're trying to score points to win the game and whoever's got the most yeah. points after a nine rounds wins um and you can get those victory points in lots of different ways like exploring different technology uh, different uh, sorry different territories taking over those planets, you know, getting your population out. Um, you can sure. attack other civilizations. So if you come across another player, you can attack them um, and you gain victory points that way. You can, you can build monoliths, which are like these you know, huge structures to, to immortalize your civilization in the galaxy. They, they get you points. Um, there's so many different ways to do it. There's also like an ancient alien civilization that are kind of like neutral. So you can come across yeah. them in the game, and um, mm-hmm. you can attack them, take them over, uh, and you might gain bonuses for that as well so there's so many different ways you can you can go about it, but in most of the yeah. games i've played so far it 's been like everyone at first is is kind of just building up their civilization, you know researching the technologies, upgrading their ships um, until and, and you know building new ships, expanding their territory until they get to a point where yeah. well. I can't explore any further this way because, you know, blue players over there. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to have to start attacking them sooner or later. Um, but the game also has a, a cool um, <laughs> mechanic in it with regards to alliances, uh, and this is one thing that I really liked. It's not come, yeah, it's not come into any of the games we've played yet. But I'm like excited to for it to in the future, and that is the yeah the alliance mechanic in it. So yeah you can choose to form an alliance with uh, another civilization that you come across as long as you're adjacent you know as long as you can actually you know physically you know meet each other in space essentially yeah, um, yeah. and your two factions then form an alliance so if for example you stay with that alliance till the end of the game you would mm-hmm. um, take the average of your points um, yeah. together as your final scoring rather than okay. adding them together, which obviously would mean that you, you definitely win. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is, is you're n- under no obligation to actually keep that alliance, okay? So you could, towards the end, go, well, fuck it, I'm going to attack them. Well, you know, they actually want that territory or something like that. But there's a, a card in the game called the Traitor Card. So if yeah. you break an alliance, you gain the Traitor Card, and that's okay. minus, like, five victory points at the end of the game or something like that.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I so suppose you could you could look at it and go like, well, you know, I'm doing better than my ally. So if I stay with him, I'm going to be worse off than if I turn on him. Sort of thing.
0: I yeah, suppose. I mean, you could be that player where you're like, well, I'm not doing very well. I'm going to try and form an alliance and just sort of leech off another civilization uh, to get to the end. And then <laughs> yeah. you might win together or you might lose together. Um, it's your choice. But I just I like the yeah, idea yeah.
1: That,
0: you know that little mechanics in there. So you you can form alliances if you want, but. You know, you're under no obligation to actually keep them. <laughs> so I imagine in our player group as well, they would definitely be broken. Yeah. What I
1: like about it as well is the fact that it's up to six players, which you did not normally get games like that, which can accommodate a lot of different people. A lot of games go like, they're kind of like that four four player mark. You go know, you know, four players, that's enough yeah. sort of thing, which for our gaming group being five is problematic, but it's nice that they... Do you have that room to go up to the high levels there?
0: It does nice. remind me a little bit of um, Exodus: Rise of Corruption. I know we reviewed that a few episodes back, um, but yeah. obviously not a cooperative version. So if you imagine Exodus, as... Cause you because you haven't played this game, Brent, but you've seen, yeah. I've shown you some pictures of it, and I've showed you the box, I think, or something like that. So you you, you sort of see. Yeah, it yeah. so. so it's got that same hex-based kind of exploration. Just um, it's not a cooperative. You know, it's just just uh, trying to. Does
1: it have a Cry Havoc vibe to it at all? Um, I mean, it's,
0: it's one of those games where it is sort of dudes on a map. You know, they, they are part of it. Um, yeah. The combat system is quite clever. Um, you know, it's dice rolling, um, but you can upgrade your ships in different ways. So. the combat you can sort of emphasize your weapons you can upgrade your weapons you can you could go defensive upgrade your shields which gives negatives to the dice rolls of your opponent you can upgrade your targeting computers so yours you hit on like a on a better roll. um so there's lots of different sort of ways you can go about it um it's just really good fun it's it's, it i absolutely love it um I, i played it once with the guys and then played it with some other friends and me and Shad played it as well because I, I was wanted to see how does it play two player and it actually works in two player, although she beat me twice. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to explain it to her and she was like, I don't get it, it's too complicated. I'm like, don't worry, you'll be fine. Once you get into it, you'll be fine. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and then, yeah, she actually beat me. But there's all sorts of different alien races as well, which have different starting conditions. They, they have different um, like winning conditions maybe as well. So there's one race of like, ancient robots who were like, in league with the neutral aliens in it. So yeah, um, they don't attack them, but they gain victory points at the end of the game if there's neutral aliens still on the board. Okay. You've got like, these plant-based aliens who yeah. ex- can explore uh, twice for a single action. Uh, so they're like basically sending their tendrils across across space, um, but on the on the flip side of that, um, they die off easily. Um, and then there's like uh, okay. this big type orc type characters who their ships rather than starting with an interceptor on, on the map, they actually start with a dreadnought, so they get like much upgraded ships. Cool. Ship blueprints are all, all different. Okay, but are they are they they're
1: not different. are they not very good at expanding? Them,
0: presumably. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different combinations to it. Like, I'd, I'd love to try all of the races together, uh, like in a big six player game, just to see how it all yeah. works off each other. But um, it was actually on Kickstarter, I think, last year, or, or maybe towards the end of the year before. Um, so they called it rather than being Eclipse Dawn for the Galaxy, it's called Eclipse Second Dawn for the Galaxy, and it's they basically took the same game. Um, mm-hmm. Tweaked a few tiny little rules, but essentially it's the same and then upgraded all of the components yeah. to the max. And so I managed to pick up the new yeah. version of the game. So I can't wait to get that to the table. Um, but they've basically just taken all of the, yeah. a lot of the cardboard tokens for like the alien ships are now, you know, fully 3d, uh, miniatures, um, in the original game, like all of the different alien races, their ships were all the same, just different colors whereas now there are different sculpts for each race. Yeah, um, Like the card components have been better. They've upgraded the resources, um, like token space. Normally it was just like you take off cubes off of your flat player board, whereas now they've got like indentations where the cubes can fit. So it works so much better. And, oh, you know, I like that sort
1: of thing.
0: Yeah, it's they just take more time over it. Whereas like sometimes you, you get those games where you've got cubes on a, on a mat. And like, as soon as you get up to make a cup of coffee or, you know, um, reach over to get you your glass, you're like, Oh shit, I've just knocked a bunch of cubes over. Like, oh, where were they? I'm sure I had uh, maximum cubes on this one or whatever, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's just <laughs> yeah. So it just makes the game so much more sort of fluid and more enjoyable. And also uh, it makes the, in this particular case, makes the uh, setup and tear down like minimal, because before you had to set yeah. up, all, sort out all the technologies and all the ship upgrade tiles and stuff like that. Whereas this time, they're all in trays that are all organised.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> so so
0: they're, yeah. they've
1: really, they've really um, spent time to uh, like really put a lot of effort into upgrading the game to make it better.
0: Yeah, I mean they've really took on board. You know, I mean it's been out a long time, so. So it would have been like eight or so years before this new edition came out. So they've really had yeah. taken all the feedback on, on board and gone, right, how can we make this the same great game but just uh, upgrade it, essentially? Um, I mean, that yeah. does mean that there's an increased price tag. But <laughs> but I think it's worth it. I think definitely think it's worth it. I mean, you get a lot of value out of this all, game. I think
1: also that over eight years, I mean, the, the cost of... Games go up anyway, don't they? So, I suppose there's a certain amount of That's inflation true. in games anyway. If you buy a game from eight years ago and you buy it a year now, like you can't expect to buy it at the same price it was back then because
0: it no, wouldn't
1: reflect really. in the same way. Doesn't it?
0: Yeah, no, you're right there. No, I can not Yeah, no, that sounds really yeah. good. I, yeah, I, so that was my I game. I look forward to hopefully when we get
1: out of this lockdown
0: quite a, quite a few times in October. Obviously, now we're going into lockdown, I'm not going to be able to play it because I mean, it might be available on. T- um, uh, Tebtop Simulator or something like that, but it wouldn't be the same. You know, we talked about it before. <laughs> what about yourself, Brent? Let's uh, let's hear about your gaming <laughs> highlight of, uh, yeah. of October.
1: Well, the game I played the most is Spirit Island, but because we going, we want to do a little feature on that. The one I did get to play, which I thought we, really, I've sometimes seen um, in you know Zazu quite a lot. I've seen it online quite a lot as well, but never really sort of took the dive into it. Is Unmatched, and yes. uh, what i like about this game is that it's the idea of going what. The ultimate all- matchup, you know, who would win in the fight? Yeah, you know, would
0: the producer take down a child. Bigfoot? Um, Dad. Yeah, exactly. Win in yeah. a fight between a, a gorilla and um, Snow White. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, so um, Robin Hood versus. What I like about that is like a uh, Robin Hood versus Free Raptors. Who would win? It's just like, well, Free Raptors, mate, but yeah, that's just not a worry about it.
0: Well, say. I don't know. This is, I mean, that's what the beauty of <laughs> exactly, it is. Exactly, yeah. It's a simple, simple card miniatures game that, um, that is actually based on, because it's done by Restoration Games, they who take old games and then sort of, you know, bring them up to date for the sort of, you know, the way the gaming sort of community is now. And it's actually based on Star Wars Epic. Is, it, is that.
1: Is is that what they call restoration? Because that's what they do, yeah. you know. Just uh,
0: yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, what I like about it is the fact that um, it is very simple. I mean, we sat down with Ryan, um, you uh, you went to that event with, and he took about what five minutes to go through the rules. Let's go. This is your deck of cards. This is your your character. Your really nice miniature, which comes uh, sort of like sun dropped. Yeah, pretty. You got little tokens. Yeah, yeah, you got little tokens for your your side characters, and uh, it's pretty. It's pretty simple. You just play for you, and you draw. Or was it like four cards? Wasn't the start of the game? You go for your deck. Exactly. If you run out of cards, so, yeah, if you run out of cards, stay. So, then you still you lose health, which is uh, it's quite interesting as well. Mm. But I like so how it, how it works.
0: We we played it. Was it who? What character were you?
1: I was Medusa. Ryan was um, King Arthur, and oh, uh, oh, I. Sinbad? Yeah, you were Simba. Yeah, that was really good fun, actually. Yeah, because um, Medusa, um, she can shoot her bow for free every time she moves, sort of thing. So I was sort of staying back and like shooting you two apart, but you were sort of running at each other and smashing each other apart. Merlin was getting—he was annoying. I think Merlin was just... yeah, he was annoying, but he was just like slowly dying each turn. It's like, oh god,
0: I can't take this. Uh, the one, uh, the thing that annoyed me the most about your character was the. So, not only do you have Medusa, but she had three sidekick tokens, because most of the other characters, from what I understand, only have one. Um, so, Bigfoot has the jackalope, you've got, um, yeah, King Arthur has Merlin. Sinbad yeah. has a guy, he's a porter or something, just some random dude, but... Yeah, you have a Medusa porter. Has yeah. like three, they're a well, they're called harpies.
1: Harpies, yeah, I had three harpies. But my harpies, I could also bring back from the dead if I, if I wanted to as well. Yeah, and that was like, the
0: annoying thing. Like I was like, oh, finally chopped through these stupid harpies, trying to get to Medusa, and then she's like, nope, pop, there's another one. <laughs>
1: but I think also your your uh, your sidekicks, uh, you know, your pals that hanging around with you, they had a lot more health because my guys only had like my harpies only had one health each, so they were quite easy to like.
0: That's true. Yeah,
1: out of the air, you know, just like throw your sword around a little bit and just chop them chop them down.
0: It's nice to see. I, I like games so where you
1: did have that benefit in that regards.
0: No, that's true. I like games which use have combat but don't use dice. Do you get me? Like the combat system in that is so easily, you know, so clever and so simple. You know, just play a card to attack and then blind the other person. Play mm. plays a card face down to defend or not if they haven't got any cards in their hand, uh, And you do the the difference of yeah. damage, and they've got a value of normally sort of one to yeah. There's five, but I think um, I played a game with Bigfoot, and he has like a quite a few six damage cards. Does he just like just whack, whack you with a tree?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, it's very it's very simple. There's, it, um, I think it works really nice as well, and it's kind of nice to play games where you can just sit down and go. Here's five minutes. You know, this is what you need to do, and especially as like the pull of it is, uh, I love the pull as well. Like, what is the ultimate matchup? Who would win mm. this fight? Let's find out. There's quite a number of different expansions. I know like the base game had Medusa Um King Arthur in it. I know that so you've got the Robin Hood and Bigfoot um expansion. Yeah, that's like and a, a
0: two-ware one. There's yeah. um Cobble and Hot Fog, I think, which has got um Invisible yeah. Man, uh Sherlock Holmes, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <clears throat> uh and someone else
1: doesn't Bruce Lee come in his own box as well does not he Bruce Lee's got his own box or something. yeah
0: Bruce Lee's got uh, that's the matchup I want to see like Bruce Lee versus Raptors like
1: <laughs>
0: yeah you know what I mean I reckon uh, Unmatched would be a really good spectator board game do you know what I mean like yeah they should, they should do like just uh, you know like you know like you get like sports events like sporting events but they, but it's just some du- couple of dudes playing <laughs> playing Unmatched the board game because I would bet money on that shit man <laughs> You could, you, you could, um,
1: you could even do like a like a knockout tournament with it, couldn't you? Just go like yeah. randomly draw like if you get know, yeah. like a bunch of them, just randomly draw the, um, you know, like we're we'll do Raptors versus Sherlock Holmes. You're gonna do the Invisible Man versus Bruce Lee, and then the winner of those two games goes through to the next round.
0: Yeah, I think we should see- definitely do that, man. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's Ryan's yeah, I, I, expansion is out for that, and he was telling me that um, the next set that's coming out for that. Is Buffy the Vampire Slayer really? Yeah, oh wow, so yeah, you're gonna get like Buffy, Angel, Spike, probably Xander. No Giles, though, apparently. I'll be like, no Giles, because then you could have match, match up of the smart men, you could have Giles versus Sherlock Holmes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think I don't think Giles really matches up to Shy, if I'm honest. Giles is, is more of like if you want someone to like tell You about vampires, Charles is your man, but if you're wanting to like outsmart someone, I don't think he's really, yeah, maybe you're cool. right,
0: maybe maybe he shouldn't be a figure, <laughs> in it. <laughs> definitely be cool to do Buffy versus Bruce Lee or Angel yeah, yeah. versus uh, like Bigfoot or something, that'd be cool, mm. yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. And yeah, there are some definitely good, deck good deck cards which
0: work in sort of different ways, and it's just fun to play through the character and sort of see what their sort of deck of cards does, yeah. Nice. Yeah,
1: no, I, I I very much enjoyed it as my uh, highlight of the of the month. Steaming really
0: highlight of
2: the month.
0: <laughs> That's the, the jingle that I've come up with. I oh, know it's rubbish. I can't sing. <laughs> sorry, I do apologise. Yeah, uh, making your ears bleed. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, shall we talk about Spirit Island? So, is um, kind of like our first impressions, I guess. Um, um, I I certainly don't feel. Uh, like I've played it enough to review it, uh, I certainly do want to play it more. Yeah. But you had a good experience uh, with this, Brent, as uh, that was your game from Borrow a Game. So, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit more about... Yeah, yeah. Island. Yeah, so,
1: Yeah, Thanks to the guys at Borrow a Game, because this, this one was... I really enjoyed this one. So, it's called A Corruptive Settler Destruction Strategy Game, which... Wow. What a mouthful. I love it. Though. It's... um. That is so, so the premise of it, if you if you're unaware, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so with the premise of this game is um, uh, you, it's a cooperative game, and uh, you are the spirits, you know, the uh, of this island, and you've got your your native people who inhabit this island, and um, but you've got some set, you've got some uh, invaders coming in, you know, who are just sort of like going to just settle on the land. They're going to chop down trees. They're going to build villages.
0: They're going to build cities. It's going to like cause havoc and you want them off your, uh, off your island so... you're like you this game is basically you're an old man with uh, who's just like mowed his lawn and some little <laughs> kids of like their, their football has landed on your pristine lawn and you're like get off my land
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Well, I like about it is that, um, you've
1: got uh, there's four basic spirits that come in the bo- uh, box there's also sort of four advanced spirits and it will play like um, uh, differently, but I like the way that you can kind of see the combinations that you can do between. And this is very... a very. Um, this game requires you to talk it out exactly what you want to do and how, you're going, how what you're going to do is going to benefit other people and what they're going to do is going to benefit you. Because so if you don't do that, you are going to fail.
0: If you don't cooperate, basically.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which is really hard when you're playing a game with Rachel because Rachel's like... You go. Know, it's a cooperative game. She looks at that look of like, oh, really? Like <laughs> to work with you? She's this just,
0: is she's our island by nature, is she? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. well, she? She doesn't mind cooperative games. It's just the fact that she doesn't like to be dependent on uh, on me or to win else. it Like <laughs> she can win it by herself.
0: Basically, um, you would be dragging her down. Yeah.
1: So that's what, that's what she feels like. I mean, I don't, I don't see it that way personally, but uh, that's why she says that. So you know. Well, I can in this is the cards are very sort of thematic. So, um, you know, you'll have a card that says you know you're going to um, destroy one person, but it tells you kind of like what's going on, so you can have like one where like a hot jet of of water shoots out from the ground, you wipe out one of the intruder, one of the intruders, or you create maybe like a landslide or like a um, you just flood the rivers which sort of force force them out or you cause a drought in a certain part of the land which mm. you know you can obviously see like 14 invaders out which is kind of cool
0: but there's also like there's natives totally... as well aren't there that are like um, worship you as kind of like a god because it it reminded me a bit of um, the old PC game called Black and White did you ever play that? yeah yeah no so you no like your own little you're like the spirit like god and these natives like worship you as, as this sort of you know deity because they can help you yeah. out a little bit against the conquerors can't they?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So the way um, this works is that first the um, so every turn, like the the settlers get sort of advanced more and more. So if, first off, there they sort of like advance into your lands. They sort of like invade into your lands. Then the, the next round, they'll be building those lands that they um, they've just explored into, and then they'll explore into into new territories. Then on the third turn, they'll actually ravage lands, and that's when like um, not, you know, someone sort of said like, what do you mean? They start just attacking the ground around them. It's like, no, no, no. They're basically like, they're setting fires they're building and building more cities sort of thing. It's, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: it's
1: going up to a tree going, get back, you spirit. But uh, no, no, it's...
0: it's, it's kind um, of a random them like, say, like, cutting like down Doing trees. damage. To that sort of thing, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Building roads, all that sort of stuff. Uh, or, or like harassing your native people, maybe getting to sign contracts and whatnot to sign their land away or something. Um, yeah. And that's what that's supposed to represent. And uh, But when they, when they do that, your uh, natives can sort of fight back and um, go, Oi, no, get away. I like the uh, the
0: Conquerors have their own
1: sort um, of, of miniatures, don't they? Well, I love Yeah, yeah, they have like um, little, like uh, I suppose, like European, like Spanish um, look to them, uh, you know, with the whole, like, uh, the you know, like the clothes you used to wear where they had, like real puffy tops. Yeah, 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 and all wielding hillbards as well, which is kind of interesting. And then they've got little uh, village and city tokens, which is quite cool because the way they're designed is that um, the city token's got three buildings on it and depending on where you want to tip it will determine how many wounds are left. So if they're, up, if they're upright they've got three wounds. If you tip them with two buildings up, they've got two wounds. If they tip with one building up, they've got one wound left. It's quite a cool yeah. little mechanic. I love that <coughs> about it. But um, also the uh, thing that the little tactical side of it as well is that you have your cards that you can play and they've got some cards which got fast powers and some which got slow powers so when you initially play a card if it's fast it goes off straight away but it's slow they go after um, they, they go after the, uh, the invaders have gone so you then got to think about like okay like this is a really good card but it's going to go after they've done everything so is it wise to do it on this area or wise to do it on another area you know, that's where then yeah, you got the
0: cooperative part of it really comes in because you really do have to think well you know I've I mean, in the game that I played with you, I was playing uh, like a water spirit. So I could, I could yeah. push invaders away. Like I'd use like tsunamis of water to, to push them like, across the map. But it was a yeah. slow power. So you have to really think, well, what type of terrain are they going to ravage? What type of terrain are they going to build on? Um, yeah. Where are they going to explore? Because that will then put more of their kind of units on the, on the map um, so you, you have to think just a little bit further ahead and go, right, if they're going to be there, then my tsunami can push them back to there, so next turn I can do this other power or, or so forth.
1: Yeah. It, this game is one of those games where it doesn't, I think it rewards people the more they play it. It reminds me of those games you the first time playing and go, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do this game. Because your first game is you just going like, okay, how does this work? How's you know? You understand how it works. So You've got to think how how everything molds together.
0: Yeah. Um
1: it should really have that sort of tagline of like "easy to learn, hard to master" because this one actually deserves that sort of title. Oh yeah, and there's a couple of games that choose that title which don't actually deserve that No, you're definitely right there, Brent so It's it's quite cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a very good game actually. I I've, I've very much enjoyed it. Yeah, um, there's a, do love a good we We'll where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what to talk about as well, there's actually a, um, uh, they call it adversary version of it, where, so normally your intruders are just, you know, generic Europeans, you know, whatever they are, just coming into a land and taking, you know, taking your land away from you and whatnot, and yeah, generic Europeans, but they can be, um, uh, I believe it's, they can be Swedish, English, or... Um, Russians, I think it is. I may be wrong on that last one. But the idea is that they each play different. So for the English, um, you know, they're all about building uh, you know, building villages and um, building cities and whatnot, so they're more likely to do that um, whenever they build. And there's also different levels to that as well. So you can play it like level one, which is sort of slightly easier, and you can upgrade it always to level six as well, which is kind of cool. I like that.
0: So there's a lot of replayability in the game.
1: There's a lot, a lot of replayability. I mean you've got eight different characters in the box itself and they all play a lot of, you know, there's a lot of difference in the way that they play from one another i mean um you've got one which is uh it's like a, it's like um they're almost like ensign i suppose in a way and um they're all about sort of like spreading out across the land but um they can actually put down more presence in um they can if you remove one of their presence on the board they can put it back down again in a later turn um, but they also use power so they can actually remove it from the, from the, board, uh, from the board as well. And you've got another one which is all about causing fear. So, um, the way you win, uh, there's multiple ways of uh, winning and losing the game. But um, one of the ways that you win is basically uh, initially it's, you have to wipe out all the intruders. So, no, more, no cities, no villages, and no um, intruders. Super hard. Uh, but it's the more. Um? Super hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But as the more fear you cause, the more, um, the easier the victory additions become. So it, it then becomes like, just have no uh, cities and villages on the board, or just have no cities on the board. Or if you get to ultimate fear, basically you're at that point where you're just going, fuck off, man. And like, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, you can really like, you yeah, can the push them all back in that regard. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, what you do it is by causing fear. So you, there's one of the characters where every time he would do damage, it just counts as fear. But then by playing that character, you're not doing any damage to your opponent. So it's like, you can cause lots of fear, which means you're going to back up, you know, that easy win in that regards. But
0: it's, it's yeah, it's... Yeah, that's, I think that's but you're where not the doing damage. nature of it really does come into it, because you might play that character, someone else will you know, you need to um, work out with that character. Right? Okay, so if we're causing more fear, we're going to bring the wind conditions down. So maybe we just need to wipe out all the cities, for example, rather than having to wipe out all of the units of the intruder. So if you're doing lots of fear, maybe I concentrate on trying to damage the cities or, you know, things like that. You, It does really feel like a true cooperative game. Um, because not only have yeah. you got, you know, your, your powers which do... Um, you know your cards that you play which do you know certain actions whether that fast or slow But each of those cards that you play has a like a mana type to it as well as I think it's well, must be about yeah. eight different types of mana and um, You can use that mana mm-hmm. to generate other powers So you mm-hmm. might you know play a power which only generates like fire and ice or whatever But you need your for your power you need water or air or something so you might coordinate with another player to play a power which will get that mana, so you can trigger off each other's cards to generate more um, actions, essentially. So, yeah, really, really key to cooperate yeah. in the
1: best possible way you can. Exactly. I think the, the the bulk of the game is definitely in that planning stage. When you're planning out what actions you want to do, what cards you're going to play, that is where the bulk of the game is. And then the rest of that, the rest of the game from there is kind of just going through how that plan works out. Yeah. In that regard, and just stop playing is it, there, there are, I mean, other than when the intruders reveal where the next is going to invade into, there's not a lot of like additional like, oh my god, like this that was uns- that was unsprising. It's kind of like you're just playing through the actions from there, which yeah. I know online people have said that they found that to be a downside of the game, um, because obviously when once you play directions, when it gets to the invaders' turn, you basically just Moving things around just depends on where they want, where they go, and how they build something. Yeah, some like, online have anymore.
0: said the game plays itself at that point. Is that what they said?
1: Yeah, 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 I, I so big, yeah. So be yeah, because you all, you have your.
0: You think about mm. um, no, I don't, because I... it reminds me a little bit of, um pandemic or Forbidden Island or you know those there are those games which have like an AI-controlled system in it. It's just the same as that. Or even Gloomhaven, you know, there's a way of moving the enemies around the board, which is kind of like, you know, yes. it's like an AI-programmed way. That just makes the game cooperative. So, you yes, you can predict where they're going because you know what type of terrain they're conquering, what type of terrain they're ravaging, what type of terrain they're exploring or whatever. But you still don't know everything and um, mm. you need to... You don't know what cards are coming up next. Yes. So you... you I disagree with that. I think uh, most games uh, are like that in regards to how the AI moves, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. It was fun. No,
1: no, I suppose that what, they mean, what they mean is that there's there maybe a bit of time where you're just sat watching it play out and someone's moving around all the figures depicted by what the card, what, what's happening on the cards. But I don't feel that that takes that long. I feel the, 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 the discussion between the people about how they're going to play out their turn that's where the meat of the game is for me, and yeah. that's where the fun of the game comes in. It's just sort of like planning out what, how your cards are your you what do you're back, doing with what... this
0: ability, which yeah. means we can send these guys back. You know, oh yes, they will invade over here, yeah. but you know, next turn we can play this combo to do this. So yeah, it's it's a lot of that in it. Like let's do yeah. this, do that sort of thing. Yeah, and, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those yeah. Games that rewards repeat plays because you're gonna learn. How your um, spirit affects the board in different ways to the others. You're going to learn what cards are coming up. Like, um, you know, particularly in that first game that we had, you know, I didn't know what sort of extra power cards were available. So, you know, I'd get one and be like, okay, that's cool, but, you know, maybe it doesn't work as well with my character. So next time I will play, maybe I'll pick a different yeah. power and so forth. So, games like that that make you yeah. want to play it again mm. are great.
1: Was that you? I, mean, I, I played this. Uh, fair, I played it by myself because I got it through and um, I was taught to learn the rules. I think I played it three uh, twice that night, and then uh, a couple of nights later, I played it twice again. I played it once with Rachel and again by myself. The sort of thing, So
0: So you obviously played you know, it, and then really we're like, well, really I, to, it. And then, I can do this better. Let me let me try again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played it the first time. I thought like, oh, I won, and I realised actually I'd done something completely wrong in the game, and I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd hampered uh, the the intruders in, in my in my first playthrough. Um, uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I think I've won one game legitimately, and that was by myself. And that was that was that was a hard slog. I got down to like the last turn, and yeah, cause if if the intruder if the intruder cards run out, then they have completely stuck your island. You can't, yeah, you know, you've lost in that regard. So yeah. There's also blight as well. So there's like um, the more they the more they damage the land, the more blight that's on the land to the part where they've they've just completely way as well. destroyed your land sort thing. Yeah. Which I kinda like I like the game where it isn't just like if <clears throat> this one stipulation is achieved, then you will win or you will lose sort of thing. That's kind of nice in some games, but I do quite like it if there's like multiple things you've got to kind of worry about. It's kind of nice in a way in this for this game. I think. Awesome.
0: So spirit on yeah. everybody. So you'd definitely recommend people check yeah.
1: it out. Definitely, definitely. And I know that there's an expansion for it which adds in more things that you can do in that regard. So I don't know what what those expansions are.
0: So but I, think exactly uh, I have so seen them around the line.
1: Watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah,
0: it's something like version or um, Yeah. I think it's a standalone version of the game, but also you can use it as okay. an expansion as well. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's something I want to check out. So yeah good. Awesome. So thanks to Borrow Game <laughs> for uh, <laughs> letting us borrow their games.
1: Borrow <laughs> <laughs> your games, you don't
0: have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. You get to you get to you know play these games that you wouldn't necessarily have picked up or or bought yourself. So you know it's good to try yeah, something yeah. different.
1: Out of fractions of the card. That's what I like about this. It. It's like I mean, this game is. So, 50 pounds. So, of these games are like, if you watch games online, you know, you kind of get an idea of, like, yeah, I think I'd like this game, but you don't actually know if you are going to like this game. And that's what the beauty of like Borrow Game and your rent and meeple is that obviously you get to try this stuff out and go, okay, yeah, I've tried it out. I actually quite like this. I will probably go out and purchase this, or I'll just, you know, or maybe I'm only going to play like. 20 games of it and then give it back and never play it again sort of thing but it's nice to be able to try that sort of thing out which is why we like those sentences
0: yeah definitely man so um, what we're going to do for the next part of the show um, we're actually going to go to to Dan from the past um, who has been <laughs> chatting to so my, you know, my former self because I'm now <laughs> in the future this is although when you list, you guys listen to this it'll be the future from the present which is now so <laughs> I'm going to go back to past Dan, who talked to Ryan about Raise Your Game in the past from the present that's now, but you'll hear it in the future, from now, which will be your present. (laughs) So let's go over to past Dan. Thanks, future Dan. So uh, joining us in the studio today, I've got Ryan. Um, So... Welcome to the show Ryan, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, how are you mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So mm-hmm. uh, we recently did uh, a charity event to raise some money for Raise Your Game, uh, Dementia UK. Um, before we get into that though, uh, just like we've chatted um, about on the show before, gaming highlight of the month. So for you, what what is the, the one thing that you've been, you know, the one game that you've played that's stuck in your mind this month?
2: Probably Tidal Blades, new recent delivery.
0: Kickstarter, yeah.
2: Okay, he turned up funnily enough, uh on, on my birthday. Nice. So, Always yeah. good
0: to get a sort of surprise on your birthday, isn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah. Been waiting two years for it. What, that was was that with
0: like um the like the COVID like basically postponing everything? So it probably took longer than it probably needed to, I guess. Yeah,
2: yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So it was it got delayed anyway, went back for retweaks, you know, this, that and the other. Um like the stress testing on the shipper boxes really wasn't up to scratch so they had to make some new ones so they were getting damaged in transit and then it finally turned off on my birthday but that's well hopefully the... if they had
0: more time to do it you think that maybe the end product is going to be better
2: yeah brilliant absolutely it, it the quality of the components you know the deluxe edition is a coffin shaped box for a coffin sized game is wow. huge what sort of scale are we
0: talking are we, are we talking uh kingdom death gloomhaven type scale of box
2: uh, no, not quite. I think length wise, probably two calax cubes long. Nice. Uh, and probably. Don't know. I love that. It's a, a, me- a unit of measurement <laughs> that everybody in the board game community <laughs> will, understand. Will, will understand. If I say yeah. to you, how many calax cubes long is it? Three. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a long yeah, game. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a long game. Yeah, so probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two calax cubes long, half a calax cube high, probably. Nice. Um, yeah, it, yeah. But I mean there's a lot of content in there, good minis. But it's uh, it's kind of uh What sort of game is it? So it's a dice builder. Right. I would say. So you uh start off with sort of novice they're called novice dice, which are the lowest of the low. Right. Um and as you progress through the game you gradually upgrade to better dice that increase your chance of succeeding on Challenges that you have to make. So the premise of the game is you are entrance into the Tidal Blades tournament, uh, and right. you are completing challenges in front of the judge, um, who uh, is there watching the tournament to try and be the best uh, entrant into the tournament. And you gain points, upgrade your skills, your stats. So it's a competitive is. game. Yeah, competitive game. Yeah, everybody has their own unique deck of cards, um, and as you play through the game and you increase your stats, you unlock more cards from the deck, um, and you have to at the end of four rounds amass the most points uh, via doing challenges, via upgrading your stats. Uh, but Sounds the artwork—the cool. artwork reminds me of. Um, final fantasy when i look at it it looks very like you look anime style yeah you can look at the box and think that reminds me of final fantasy
0: cool yeah do like creatures that you might see in final fantasy as well uh, like species
2: yeah. Or? yeah i mean there's like sort the, of an aspect of the game is you've got three arenas and you can only undertake certain challenges in certain arenas so there's an aspect of worker placement to where you place your worker in there take an action and then get to do a challenge at the end of it. Cool. But the challenge has to be from the arena you're in. Um, and then, But on the outside of the board, uh, there are uh, monsters that try and attack and disrupt the tournament. And as fighters, you ah. can try and defend the tournament against them for points. But the caveat is, at the end of the turn... Against monsters, you lose your dice back to the pool and have to start again building them. Whereas on a normal challenge, because you're in the safety of the tournament, you can refresh those dice at the end of your turn to use for future ones. Nice.
0: So it's kind of like deck building, but with dice instead, I guess. Yeah, well, I so say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Upgrading your yeah, pool of dice. A dice builder. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, so I'm a big fan of the deck building genre. Like One of the first games that I that I got like heavily into at the start of the hobby... When I, you know, when I began, when many years ago, was Marvel Legendary.
2: Yeah, I loved Marvel Legendary, uh, and I, I still love
0: that game. I still think, I still go back to it every, every once in a while, and I'm like, yeah. this game's freaking awesome. Yeah, I loved <laughs> Marvel Legendary.
2: One of the first games I haven't played as well. Yeah, which I, I yeah, think a lot I of mean,
0: people. It, it was. I, I sort of passed it on, you know, and sold, I've still got it, yeah. and sold it on as. although well, I haven't kept you know, up with it though, because now there's about. Uh, I, it must be at least. I mean, I think its expansions have expansions. So yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I don't know who would win in a con- in an expansion contest between Munchkin and Marvel Legendary. Maybe we should play a game of unmatched and decide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So um, thanks for coming on the show. It's uh, it's it's good to you know good to see you again. Yeah, um, nice to be here, dude. Yeah, no. So we recently um, did a board game marathon to raise money for Dementia UK at the Games Table in Norwich, which is uh, an amazing gaming venue here in our hometown of Norwich. But, um, Ryan, you organised the event pretty much, didn't you? So yeah, tell us, tell us yeah. a bit about why you did it and, um, and how it went down. Uh, so, I mean, the
2: background behind it was my nan suffered from dementia. Horrible, horrible disease. I yeah. saw it, you know, just waste her away. Um, and I thought, let's not dwell on you know the worst aspect of it which is i've lost my nan, but actually try and do something uh good from it you know yeah that's really really cool just happened to be that october was dementia's raise your game month Uh, so we thought why not i I approached kieran the owner of the games table you know um and just thought see if he'd be interested in putting together a sort of a a charity marathon which he was up for because he unfortunately lost his own nan to dementia oh wow Um, i didn't
0: i didn't realize that
2: so So it affects a lot of people yeah yeah and i mean it was a really quick turnaround you know because obviously my nan passed away uh september uh middle of september and obviously the event was end of october so it was sort of like spur of the moment thing can we do it have we got enough time to do it um we decided yeah we did why not so well i'm really glad i got involved
0: yeah yeah and it was
2: good to see you there as well man i mean it was good i mean the amount of response I had from the publishers, because obviously you know we arranged a, like a board game raffle as well. Yeah, so as
0: long as, as well, well as well as doing the board game marathon, we wanted to have a cool raffle, raffle giveaway. Yeah, and I, I, I'm astounded by the generosity of the um, board game community because I'm I'm sure we're not the only ones who would have asked them for donations as, as well. No, uh, yeah, Um, with it being as kind of like you know this raise your game October month thing uh, as big as it was, because I've seen so many Instagrammers like. Doing it and that's yeah. great. So I can't believe, uh, yeah, the generosity yeah. of the people who gave us prizes because we ended up with so many.
2: Yeah, I think monetary value probably fifteen hundred quid of prizes at easy. least. I would. Think, I mean, yeah. we had things like Kickstarter pledges, yeah, um, vouchers, um, you know, uh, big big box board games, you know too many bones we had in there too many bones Cloud spire. Cloud spire yeah uh, awaken realms donated a uh, copy of lords of hellas yeah you know so, so it's some it's, big name with some big name titles in there as well as some from the smaller indie publishers mm. as well you know like drando
0: games with solar storm guys like that you know yeah, they're all, so all, all really generous about it you know. raising awareness of not only the charity but of like the games companies out there as well and yeah, you know yeah. recognising that these companies will help support yeah, local charities and that
2: obviously posters printed and then the restaurant upstairs from the games table mambo jambos if you're ever in norwich brilliant restaurant Some, <laughs> yeah uh... luckily yeah oh, just yeah. above the
0: games table so they they've got a really cool little partnership going on where you can go in play games in the games table you know take advantage of their games library of which they've got what 300 odd games in there yeah, now. you yeah. can play war games board games rpgs yeah. um, and you've got mambo jambos Upstairs, who bring the food down to, yeah, your bring table. down to your table what gamer doesn't want that exactly I mean... yeah it's a relatively new venue um norwich has a few gaming stores but um they all do something different which is yeah. what i like about norwich yeah. there's yeah. gaming shops they all do something different and this you know who doesn't want to spend an evening having some great food in some great company Playing some great ball games. Yeah, exactly. So we've they... do it for 12 hours.
2: Yeah, 12 hours. 9.45 to 9.45. Thanks, Boris. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't be out after 10, because that's yeah. when COVID yeah. strikes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when They're they waiting outside. Yeah, outside the game's table window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just looming there. We should have played a game of Pandemic. Huh? Yeah, that would have been the yeah. cure. <laughs> yeah. Come
0: out and All the cure, yeah. Pandemic's over. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, um, yeah, so we, like I say, we did the 12 hours. Um I invited some friends from London, um, so they wanted to get involved as well. One was a a, a big Instagrammer, uh, managed to raise some money herself. Yeah, we ended up uh, raising quite a bit. We'll talk about that at the end. I think how much we actually did end, but yeah, you know what what games did we actually play during this twelve hour marathon? Um, at least us our little group, because it was me and my wife, um, my friend Jen and her husband Mark. We thought we'd try and play lots of smaller games, as opposed to like, you know, getting a campaign game out, which you could quite, quite easily do in something like this. Yeah, in twelve hours. For twelve yeah, you hours, could, you yeah. can sit down and play like, you know, Gloomhaven, Twilight Imperium, if you're or, feeling. Or yeah, well, feeling. you might not even finish it in twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> you need like three or four days for that. Yeah. <laughs> so the first game we sat down to play was um, just one that we, a couple that we bought along ourselves, which was Quest for Eldorado. Just something really nice and light. And easy to play, so we thought, let's just get into the groove of things. Plus, we were a little bit late to the <laughs> to the game, so we made up the time that we were late at back at home as well. So we still did the twelve hours. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. fine. As long as you participated for the, full we 12 did hours, participate for the 4, four twelve. We did participate for the four twelve because nine forty five was a bit too early. Exactly. For me. <laughs> it's not.
2: It's not raise your partial game, down, no, Yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: No, raise your game. No. So we did the twelve. We put we put all the time in. But Quest for Eldorado is a, a deck building game with perilous what's it say perilous paths and rewarding riches. That is the slogan on the box, but it's just a simple deck building racing deck building game. Which I've not seen many games use deck building to facilitate movement.
2: No, I can't say um, I have to be honest.
0: Yeah, and I like with, obviously we mentioned deck builders already. Uh, I'm a big fan of deck builders, so it's just got simple like um, cards that you are your resources in the game to move through jungle through over water spaces or through villages. and You've got to be first to cut your way through all of the terrain to be the first to El Dorado, the fabled city of gold. Uh, it's really, really easy, really simple. You can teach it to anyone in like five, ten minutes. So thought, well, yeah, let's just start off with that and have a race to El Dorado. On what was my, your first game? Well,
2: on my table, I had myself, uh, my good friends Paul and Matt, and my old school friend, known him for 15, 20 years, Lee, and then his partner, Kyla. We started off with the game and Staple of Lords of Waterdeep I do love Lords right. of Waterdeep so it's like a break you in gently you know so yeah. if you're going to go for something I usually start off with Lords of Waterdeep it's you know me and some of my friends we have regular game days yep. you know where we'll go to uh, the greasy spoon at the back of my friend Paul's house for breakfast there go back and we'll start so off the one on on Frank Road? no this is mate um, Paul who lives in Yarmouth oh okay in Great Yarmouth and then uh, it, there's a a greasy spoon at the back of his house called the Wanger and Snatch. Well, it used to be, it used to be called the Wanger and Snatch, uh, but, if they had um, to change it for political yeah, well, no. apparently, app- word on the Yarm of streets is that the guy's wife left him, so he had to change it to just the Wanger, because right. you know, the Snatch left. <laughs> I, honestly, honestly. God only in Yarmouth, yeah, folks, yeah, only in yeah, yeah. Yarmouth. So, usually, at these games, we'd start there, have something to eat, and then go back to this, and the first game we started with is Laws of Waterdeep. Everyone knows how to play it, Yeah, it's a, light is you know there's a little bit of take that with some of the intrigue cards and things mm. but it's quite a simple game it's not nothing too taxing. we actually played it for our mind. second game yeah
0: <laughs> so you know you know it's not, not, I, d- not I don't own many game. worker placement games in my collection um but that is a kind of staple like you say it's yeah it's quite old now yeah 2010 i think really it's that old. yeah 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 a decade old but um yeah you can't really go wrong with um, Lords of Waterdeep I think that what draws me to it more is this, the setting because I do like work placements but they have to have something that draws me to it and the fact yeah. that it's like a fantasy kind of um, setting where well, it's Dungeons and Dragons universe yeah. but you know you think about normally in a, in these types of games you, you're you the adventurers going out to fight in dungeons and complete quests whereas in Lords of Waterdeep you're the guys send who hire you those you guys to, to go out and get the Yeah, yeah do all the hard them, work so you don't have yeah. to and uh it's I like the bu- the building aspect of it where you can build yeah. pay to, to get the buildings and then pe- other people can use them as work placement places but then the caveat is they have to give you a little you, you have to give, give you a little dollar or something to use the, the, the facilities the table sweetener yeah yeah that's right yeah. so we played that uh, as our I think it was our second game and funny enough um Jenna was with she'd actually she owned it but then had sold her a copy and, and never played it Oh, so so and then I was R- like, well, rookie mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I was why? like, why did you get rid of? her And she loves those types of games as well. I think something had put her off. To be fair, the rulebook in that doesn't do a good job of teaching you the game as easily as it could.
2: it could. No, I mean every time I play it, I spend the first twenty minutes of the game session trying to work out how many coins yeah. to give each it other. It could
0: have the rulebook could have easily been made a lot easier to read and yeah. set up. Because the, the actual game is really simple. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's so simple. Place a
2: worker, take an action, Can you, do you have enough coloured cubes to, to complete, complete a quest easy. on a turn? There you go, job yeah.
0: done. Even my wife picked it up really, really easily. So yeah, Lords of Waterdeep was cool. So yeah, she was gutted. She was like, actually I quite like this game. I was like, yeah, it's, I don't know why you got rid yeah, of it. Yeah. In the first place. And the
2: expansion, I find, just adds to it. Scoundrels of Skullport.
0: I haven't played the game with the expansion yet, but I've got the expansion sitting... In the box, yeah. unopened.
2: I mean, I I like the expansion. And you've known me for a while. You know I'm a bit of a neoprene uh, whore when it comes to stuff yeah. like that. I love a good
0: neoprene mat.
2: Oh, I've got a mat.
0: Yeah, I love it. So, you just like the sensation of yeah, like anyway, anyone throwing me. it on the table and it unfurling. Yeah, exactly. amazing it's, satisfaction. There, there
2: is a satisfaction that comes with it <laughs> when you lay it out and you just brush your hands over to flatten that mat.
0: Yeah.
2: Can't beat it. <laughs> but I've also got a custom-made... Mat for Lords of Waterdeep. That oh, influenced. I didn't realize it was custom made. Custom made, yeah. I mean, members of a Facebook group and it was sort of like a thing that was done. Like on a community there. type like thing. Like a community type thing, yeah. And you could That's cool. yeah, get the mat for it. But, you know, it was a good quality mat and I like it. I just love neoprene.
0: Yeah. Board ball ball game bling, as it were.
2: Yeah. Love a bit of board
0: game bling. Yeah, I'm to, to be fair, thing. I want to get the one for Eclipse. I've not, I've not played it. But I've heard good things. Yeah, it's a wicked game. Um, so, what did we play after that? So, yeah, I, I say we were going to try and play loads of short games, and then we ended up playing what was Waterdeep. But that—that's about an hour tops, really. I think Waterdeep. Yeah. Man. So we were about after explaining how how to you know uh, play the games was in at least a, a couple of hours in at that point. Mm. Um, got got our order for food in. Had some lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we started to crack out some just like games from the board game library, because that's the beauty of the game. So you've got hundreds of games to choose from. And thought, oh, let's just pick up a couple of little easy card games to, to try. And so we tried Trash Pandas. I
2: think I came to your table and did see you playing that. Yeah. Before. Okay. <laughs>
0: it's funny. It's kind of like a, there's a push your luck dice element to it. But at the end of the day, it's, it's um, card set collection. So you all play little raccoons, and the idea is you've got to collect the most trash in sets to score the most points. Okay. But at the start of your turn, you you roll a dice which has six different actions on it. So you roll a dice, and then you take a token of that action. Then you can decide to roll the dice again, take another action token, again take another attack action token. But if you roll the same symbol, the same action... That should go over? Then you're done, yeah. and all you do is draw a card. Right. So... And the actions you can do are like uh, draw more cards because you want to get more different types of trash. You can stash your trash, which is how you score the points. So you you can put them face down um, next to your you know your, where your play area is, and um, you obviously want to get sets. There's like banana peel, um, pizza, um, fish, and all sorts. And one of the other actions is like um, you get to draw a card face up, and then everybody can stash. That particular uh, food, but they have to do it face up. And okay, there are also cards okay. which allow you to steal stuff off other people. There's like a dog and a cat card which you can use to stop <laughs> stealing because the dog <laughs> protects your trash. Your trash, yeah. something like that. And it's just a really, really simple game, but it's one of those games that, because you just play until the deck of cards runs out. So the rounds are really quick. You're, just, you're only getting in like 10, 15 minutes of, of gameplay. So we were like, we played that for a, at least four or five times. Everyone's like, oh, I'll get it now. Let's sometimes I like games like that. Yeah, like, oh, Scott, I like, you just like, hammer out another one. Know, go quick on again, again. and
2: again. Just like, you know, play again and keep going, you know, go again. That's what you
0: need sometimes. And you know a game's quite good when it when it does that. Hmm.
2: Yeah, like, I like Sushi Go. Yes. You know, brilliant game, small concept, tiny tin. Yeah, uh, can't go wrong. Brilliant game. Doesn't take long to teach. It's quite simple. Pass the cards around, collect the sets for points.
0: Yeah, some sometimes those types of games are brilliant because they just like with filler games they just if you want to play something quick and easy and simple and you can you can get it out anywhere like you could play Trash Pandas in the pub or wherever you are on the beach I don't know whatever you're doing it's just simply easy to get out <laughs> take out uh, the trash yeah me and Brent call them the little guys because those little little guy games yeah. that you can just get anywhere uh, one of the other ones we played was Deep Sea Adventure as well
2: is that Wink games? yes yeah, yeah
0: so yeah. it's just a little tiny little box all of their games are. it must be about I don't know, uh, 10 centimetres by 5 centimetres by yeah. 5, like tops. It's probably even a little bit smaller than that. But that's just a, a little pushy luck dice game as well when you're, you've are you got all these tokens which represent um, treasures drifting to the bottom of the sea and you're in a submarine. You roll a dice to move along the series of treasures. The deeper you go, the more um, points the treasures are worth. But as soon as one person picks up one of the treasures, the there's a, a certain amount of air that starts depleting. Okay. And that air is shared between everybody. Okay, so it's a bit like pushy, like how far deep yeah, do, how far do you want to go? Yeah, how far do you want to go? Can you make it back? Because every treasure you pick up reduces your movement by one okay, as well. Yeah. So it, it becomes quite tricky. But
2: then on the flip side, you've got to think how far is everybody else willing to go? Before well, you they... could,
0: yeah, you can all sort of gang together and go, well, let's go really deep. And then, yeah. but then there's that one person who just picks up a ton of stuff and, and then the air is going down. Yeah. Really, really quickly, but yeah, good, good fun, and again, fit in your back pocket. Mm. Great games.
2: I think the second game we played was Adrenaline.
0: Ah, this has been on my list for so long. Oh, amazing! To play,
2: I it's one of those games I
0: absolutely love. Simple but brilliant. So, isn't it like supposed to imitate? a first-person shooter yes but in a
2: board game in a board game form yeah yeah, Yeah, and you know each person just picks a character grab your board your damage counters um, and really away you go so at the start of the game everybody gets dealt sort of two of these power up cards uh, and the power up cards are all the same there's only three different ones you get like a tractor beam or uh, like a newton they call it and you can move people around the map Um, a tag grenade for when people hit you you can hit them back Nice. Uh, and the target and scope, which you can use to increase the damage of your weapons. But they're all colour-coded, and so obviously there's three spawn points on every map, uh, red, blue, and yellow. And when you get dealt your two cards, you choose one to keep, and one will be your initial spawn point. Right. So you're coming. But each of the spawn points on the map has, like, three weapons assigned to it, and there's, like, a deck of weapons. And as you go around, you can pick, pick up, up pick up the weapons at pick-up like points. classic uh, Yeah, yeah, so I'm at this pick-up point. It, it's like... When you used to play uh, Call of Duty, yeah? yeah, and you used to play the zombie mode, and you could just walk up to the wall, cycle through the weapons you wanted, yeah, and then grab the one you want, on, yeah, nice. <laughs> but you just do that, and they come into your hand already loaded. And there is literally a weapons manual in the box that tells you each of the weapons what they do. They've got some of them have got two firing modes, you know. Cool. And, and the idea is basically you score points for uh kills and damage in people. So everybody's board has something like twelve spaces to be able to take damage, but um and you'll have damage tokens in your own colour. When you hit someone you give them your damage and they fill in the boxes. As they get more right. damaged, um, they unlock more actions. You know, so some basic actions like move and pick up you can move and shoot, you can just shoot, but as you get more damage and your adrenaline starts running, you can no. move you can move, move, pick up, you can move and shoot, yeah? And your actions then become a bit better. Uh, but the the crux of it is, when someone dies, their board is scored. So the person who dealt the initial piece of damage gets a point for first blood. Uh, the person who... First blood! <laughs> Fatality. Yeah. Um, then, obviously, you'll fill the damage board up uh, with varying people as you're being hit with uh, by all of your opponents. Then the person might have killed you. Now, there's two spaces at the end of your track one for the initial kill and one for the overkill if you um overkill someone they give you uh one of their damage counters uh, because you've revenge marked them as you died so you killed me but um... i give you one of my damage counters because i've basically marked you for my revenge because there was no need to overkill me that's Overkill. Just, that's just
0: taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> so. I like uh, that there's, because that, those are kind of, you know, uh, FPS tropes. That yeah, yeah, like yeah. Mimicked in the game. Everyone knows. With simple mechanisms.
2: Yeah, very, very simple. And the idea is you have like, um, then, then the boards get scored. So, I know, I get a point for first blood uh, and then I might, at the start of the game, everybody's worth eight points. The, the initial time you're dead, you're worth eight points, right? So if you killed me, and you dealt me first blood, um, and you did the most damage to me. You'd get eight points and a point for first blood, right? But you might yeah. you might have killed me. But let's say someone else we were playing with Brent, yeah. Uh, he might have done the most damage to me, so he would get the eight points for the most damage. Uh, uh. It, you'd get the point because you did the initial point of damage. Uh, and then and then you'd also get six points because you did the second the most amount of damage. There's like a rolling scale on your, printed on your board. So cool. first, most damage, eight, then six, then four, then two, then one. Yeah, yeah? we need to play this. <laughs> and you, you, you sort of like, at the start of the game, put these eight skulls in the corner of the board. And after eight kills, that triggers the end game condition. Final Frenzy, yeah? <laughs> Where everybody gets one more turn, but you flip your board over and you've got like... Badass, oh, right. badass yeah. actions like move, move, like, yeah, like stuff. move, move, pick up, reload, backflip, <laughs> fatality <laughs> stuff. Yeah, um, but you you take one of the skulls from this track and put it on your board, and it covers your eight. So next time you die, you're only worth six points, and it basically stops everybody else from just ganging up on the same person over and over again. You know, so. The way I find to win adrenaline is not to get the most kills. It is to spread the damage. Love, right? Yeah, and just do multiple. You need an Uzi for that. Multiple. Well, there is a machine gun. Yeah, but my when I play it, my play style is find the shotgun and find the power glove, because they work in tandem, the power glove moves you forward and and does damage to the person. And then when you're in the same square, you can blast them with a shotgun. Nice. You get two actions per turn. So there's lots of little combos you can set up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my friend Matt, he loves the sledgehammer, and he will literally play Peter Gabriel's sledgehammer on (laughs) on the Amazon uh, like Alexa in the background
0: (laughs) whilst he's taking his turn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And he loves the sledgehammer, but he also loves the Newton. Such qualities. Like the Newton allows you to pull a character in towards you and then he just whacks you with the sledgehammer. And it's like half a board of damage and you're just like, no, oh, this man. is the first turn, mate. What is yeah. going on? <laughs> uh, absolutely brilliant game. And the varying array of weapons uh, and I've got the team DLC expansion so you can play three on three. It's like oh, a team, team, death team death match. match. Nice. Yeah? And that's good because you can like heal other characters with like special abilities that you, and every character in the expansion got a special ability and a signature weapon.
0: Um, cool you know, which, it's definitely one that I'm going to have to check out I think
2: yeah definitely I mean I've got it so you know we'll give it a bash and
0: yeah it sounds like a plan um, trying to think what the next game we played was oh, uh, Rats to Riches have you heard of this? never no like, I haven't heard, never heard of it either you say that to me and I'm just like I have um, no, no idea Jen was my friend was playing with we saying it's um, it's been on the scene recently it's a fairly fairly recent game it's won a few awards as well um, it was okay. Like we thought, we'd try a couple of new games. Trash Pandas went down well. Um, this one possibly felt a little bit too long for me. For the style of game, or like yeah, it was just going on a bit too long. Okay, d- it was fairly fairly simple. So essentially, it's a kind of like a tableau builder. Mm-hmm. You're you're different rats, and you're trying to get to riches. Nice. I love a good tableau builder. Yeah.
2: Everdell is my favourite tableau building. Yeah, Everdell's
0: really. awesome. Love, Love Everdell. It. So, yeah, you're these little rats. You've got... um, What is really cool, though, is the 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 box of the game. Like, you take the lid off, and then the, it unfolds to form the board. So you've got this kind of, you know, the four walls, if you think... If you imagine, just fall down and to form the board. Uh, and you've got three... An area, you've got a pipework going over, and there's three um, areas that you can... Which cards go on from the main deck... Uh, which are the cards that you can buy to then go into your, into your tableau, uh, and it's the first to get to a hundred, money dollars wins. Okay. There's all sorts of different cards in there. Um, there are some which add to your income, so every round you're gonna get, you're gonna generate money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have to buy the cards not with money but with cheese. So there's there's like, <laughs> <it's> like green. <laughs> yeah. Red and blue cheese, and different cards cost different amounts of cheese. I'm out, mate. I hate blue cheese. Yeah, yeah blue I'm, cheese is, I'm, I'm is out the worst. You can go, no, thank you. Take so, your Stilton and play a different game. Yeah. <laughs> it's really simple though. Like you, you just get your income each round, and you can obviously over the course of the game, you'll get more and more income. You can then you can buy cards from it um, using cheese if you've got some, and then at the end of your turn, you can buy more cheese. So it's like a dollar each, um, but there are some cards which allow you to become like the. But the gangster rat, like you're in, you're like the, the crime boss, like Brilliant. rat, and so uh, you some might get the red one. So some would say you are the big cheese. Well, that is <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing in the game. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So <laughs> that is a thing. Really nice little token. He's got a little miniature of like a rat s- sat behind a chair, like some sort of Godfather. But if you get one of those cards, then people have to pay you for that type of cheese. Okay. Um, there are you can collect pipes and then you can sell pipes to get more money. You can there are like bundles where if you get a certain amount of cards, you can then uh, sell that you, or you buy a bundle for five bucks and then if you collect that right type set of cards, you can then sell them for like twenty five bucks. Okay, so yeah. Kind of like investment later on. Um, it, it's a really simple like concept and it would come to the big cheese. Yeah. So whoever uh, has the most money left at the end of the round becomes the big cheese right, okay. and they get the big cheese token which is a, this really like hefty yeah. like literally you could throw it at someone and kill them it's <laughs> like the, a it's like a weight of gold all the production value just yeah. in one <laughs> big mini I think it is that's why they show it off and the box has got like a hole in it so you can see this big cheese mini yeah. it's just a head of a rat wearing a crown but it's like cast in like metal and then it's got like a gold coating over it it's, <laughs> it's ridiculously heavy for what it is you could use it as a paperweight it's nuts but then they get extra income but that'll change every round but um yeah, it, it it was okay. Like it, like I said, it just dragged a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, you're just building up your tableau, to you know, little engine going, so you've got cards to take takes um, things out of other people's tableaus, generate more income, you've got nice. all sorts going on. Um, and this fun little sort of ratty theme. What I did like about it, though, is it's very accessible, very quick and easy to get a grasp of. And the, it's very colourful and light and family-friendly. Yeah. Um, so you could play it with kids. You, you
2: could play it with your family. And it's I mean, got like Monopoly-style money in it as well. Some of my family are gamers, some of them aren't. Yeah. Right? And you know, my mum looks at me like I'm an absolute mental weirdo. <laughs> like just. A... Well, you're not going to get
0: a game like Tidal Blades out no. for it to play. No, but, no, no. But no. a game like this you could probably get away with.
2: Yeah. And speaking of Tidal Blades, that was the next game we played. So I busted out the big and old that, birthday coffin.
0: I came over to your table at least a few times and you were still playing it yeah I mean it, how long did it take
2: I think probably two hours maybe just over two hours. oh really was it I yeah I I was probably two and a half hours as I taught them because I there were four new people yeah and I'd only played the game once right beforehand a couple of nights but you're couple, still with, for trying to get to grips with stuff so I'm still getting to grips with it obviously they're asking me questions and as always happens when you teach a game for the first time you lose yep yeah <laughs> Like I un- think I mentioned that too it's you like the un- un- game and yeah you did yeah. Like, are you winning Ryan uh, no Dan I'm yeah. teaching yeah <laughs>
0: yeah. because you're, you're too busy like explaining Everything what other else. people can yeah. do on their turn and an- Like when it comes around to your turn you're like well I'll just quickly do this and this yeah. and then back around or, or you, you do, end up doing stupid or stuff or you do what I do and you
2: sit there while the players are taking their turn you think bloody hell no, you shouldn't have done that uh, <laughs> this is what you should do and then suddenly you've gifted them 10 points yeah, yeah, exactly. class, teaching them the optimum strategy for the turn thinking well now I can't do that so yeah it took about Probably two and a half hours, but beautiful game. Production quality, brilliant, as I said. Like, the boards, the artwork. And it turns out that it's, like, the first game in the, uh, a world that the publishers are building. Right. So it's published by Skybound Tabletop, which is Skybound Games, Druid uh, like, Druid City Games as well. Yeah. Um, and it's... The artwork is done by Mr. Cuddington, which are the same people who did the artwork for Unfair, which is, like, a fairground, you know, yeah, uh, that, yeah. builder... Um, but that's the first game, so it says part one on the box. Oh, wow, so they're um, gonna
0: do other games set in the same universe? Yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. exactly. So this takes place in the Tidal Blades tournament in that universe. The next game, I think, is something totally different, but in. It'll have I to remember s- seeing it on same Kickstarter a while ago or... and thinking it looked yeah, really and- nice. I tell you what, for the money that it was on Kickstarter, uh, eighty nine dollars, I think it was, and then maybe twenty dollars shipping. The production quality is amazing. You know, I just think the miniatures are. It looks beautiful. Well done. The artwork is crisp. The card stocks good. You know, uh, brilliant. Chunky game. dice. Ch- chunky dice. I love a good dice. You know yeah. I mean? the, like, the tactile approach. Just. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, got to make noise when you. Yeah, it like, has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just shake it for fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we yeah we played that for about two hours. I lost. Um, no surprise. Yeah. Um, but it was yeah, a good game. Everyone enjoyed it, everyone would be willing to play it again. But it's one of those games where you play it the first time and it's a sort of mental explosion. Like, what's, yeah, what's you, going on? What do I do? I don't think there's
0: any game that you can play once and be like, Yeah, I get this. Where do I, I even start? Away? Yeah, you know, yeah. But of, rock, of paper, that apart from rock, paper, scissors. I mean of that weight, like that type of game. You're not like yeah, you can go into yeah a deep yeah. sea adventure you're like yeah I know how to play this instantly, but, yeah. but a game of that sort of magnitude yeah. you need time to to play it wrap your head around times. it
2: yeah and obviously every character plays differently as well mm. so there's literally a card that tells That's you the what you play want for your playability yeah brilliant and speaking of playability, it's got modules as well so you've got like you know the challenge decks that you have where you draw for the challenges um but there are little modules that you can add in for like different challenges. Nice. Um, so there's sort of a modular replayability with it like that. But it's a good game. Um, but the shelf space, you know, leaves something to be desired.
0: Shelf space and table space. From what I, I saw, when I saw you playing it, you were taking up at least six foot by four foot of table, and then some. Yeah. And then probably a, yeah, little I mean, bit it's more. a lot of table space. You weren't playing this in the living room on your coffee table.
2: No, it needs a play mat. <laughs> Yeah, and that's coming from me because I love neoprene. But I mean, I feel like it does need a playmat um, I'm sure there'll be one at some. Point. It would have brought it all. I think it would have brought it together because all the boards are in separate pieces. You've got five separate boards, and you like lay them out in a specific fashion. But that could have been done on one printed board or at least a neoprene. I felt that's probably the only thing that I'd like to have seen. Mm. You know, it was maybe as a Kickstarter like. Yeah, maybe maybe for like part two or the part two they'll add they'll add a playmat on. But um, thoroughly enjoyable game definitely recommend like giving it a whirl if you fancy it um,
0: so many games to play and not enough time, not enough to, time to play time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, always the way then I think we broke for dinner after that point because food was ready by
0: that point yeah I'm pretty sure yeah food was ready for us as well that yeah. was nice um, what did I have I just the fattest burger it was so good it was like, yeah,
2: I could tell it was good. After when I approached you to help me with the raffle tickets, there's just literally brisket all down this white T-shirt and all over your face mask. I've made the foolish mistake
0: of wearing a white T-shirt, uh, and uh, yeah, my god, that barbecue sauce bonanza on my shirt. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I was hoping they don't no want to notice, but <laughs> obviously they do. <laughs> <No. did. laughs> Try again. So it's that point that yeah, we 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 did the raffle, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, which was all live streamed on. Um, on, on Facebook, yeah, did a bit of
2: a live stream for it. I did a live draw, sold something like 750 tickets, I think,
0: at two pounds a pop. So that is a good 1500 quid just from the raffle for yeah. Dementia UK. Ready to go, yeah, of which we are super happy and uh, very um, thankful for all the I people. Who, you who just did
2: think, it. you know, in the middle of a pandemic when people are losing their jobs being furloughed funds are tight a community can still come together and raise 1500 quid you know yeah. well, well more than that
0: well we ended up how much did we end up raising for the so, whole event so
2: the i mean the event itself uh raised 1846 pound um that was obviously the raffle itself and then obviously each person that played there on the day was 20
0: quid we weren't the only ones
2: yeah, there were twenty four people, twenty four people that came down for twelve nice. hours, um, and they each paid twenty pound each for twelve hours of gaming and a meal. Yeah. Um, plus then the raffle tickets, but also obviously because my family came down, obviously you know my cousin, yep. my my uncle, and my brothers, and my brother uh, came down, so they did like a just giving page as well. Yep. So that raised another four hundred and fifteen quid um i got some sponsorship from the people i work with for another 110 quid and then obviously nice yeah your um, friend
0: yeah my friend jen she did a just giving page raised over 100 pounds so it ended up, ended up being somewhere like nearly well, two and a half thousand pounds yeah right? the
2: grand total was like two thousand three hundred and sixty seven pound i think
0: round round of applause i think. Mean. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the crowds go wild <laughs> Yeah, no, we're like super grateful for anyone who did enter the raffle, anyone who came down and gamed, uh, and very uh, grateful to Kieran for hosting hosting yeah, and, the event.
2: Know, and grateful to all the publishers, you know, to all the publishers that just donated without a second thought for half of them. Yeah. You know, just a, yep, yeah, fine, here's some stuff, here's some stuff, here's some stuff. You know, to the point where all this stuff's turned up at my girlfriend's house and it looks like stick of the dump with just a couple yeah. of boxes everywhere, you know, like crawling through it.
0: Nice, you know, just and a lot of them have said that um, they'd be more than happy to do it again next
2: year. Yeah, and I spoke to Kieran and he said, you know, he'd be happy to do it again. So potentially, like the Games Table annual fundraiser.
0: Yep. You know, like a well, I'm track. never going to turn down the opportunity to play more games. So no, me neither. Yeah, no. <laughs> and if we have twelve hours set aside to play a whole bunch of games, yeah, then no, I'm definitely exactly. going to be there. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks to you as well, Ryan, for uh, you know uh, coming up with the idea and. Helping organise everything and communicating with all these uh, companies to get all the stuff done. Yeah. Kudos, mate. Kudos. Nice one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh,
2: just you know, don't expect it. Do you don't expect that level of response? I thought yeah. I sent out, I think, a blanket of 150 to 200 emails, and I thought maybe 20 of them would reply. But and most they, of them did. Most, most of them did. Yeah. There were very few publishers that said no. I mean, and not because they didn't want to donate, purely because they, they do charity partnerships to other people or yeah. You know they've,
0: and I'm like even even at my work like we get charity quests all the time and it is tricky to
2: pick which ones you want to do it for. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. So I
0: can imagine these companies in yeah, in a a difficult position sometimes. So yeah, like I say, thanks very much for for donating. Yeah, Um, yeah, and obviously we played games right into the early into the early hours. Like uh, yeah, up until like nine forty five. But then we we've uh, went back to, well, I say we, I don't mean. And my wife, Jen and Mark, we went back to our home and played a few more into, into the early hours they they were down for the weekends before, which nice. A few more games we carried on
2: hours. we carried on after dinner. Yeah. Um I had a game well, the guys on my table left, you know, they couldn't stay for the whole thing. So I like amalgamated with my cousin, uncle yeah. and brother. Uh we played Forgotten Waters, one I know you love. Yeah. Yeah. Do love, yeah. a good pirate game. It yeah. was
0: my number one, if you listen to a show two shows back, I think we did. Top five random play fives for pirate games. Yeah, and if there is one game that makes you feel most like a pirate, it certainly it is, is that. that. It is that. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, brilliant.
0: I mean, I could. I knew you were playing it. I could hear the voiceover.
2: Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Just like, 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 yeah. From yeah.
0: my table, I was like, "Oh, they're playing Forgotten So I can hear that. I can hear the captain like <laughs> giving <laughs> yeah. his like little jolly, jolly speeches to the crew. But Great. that game is just wicked.
2: Great game. Uh, then I think we finished with Unmatched.
0: So, yep. Yeah, which we play- just played a little game of. Yeah, it.
2: yeah. We had a four-player game of Unmatched. It was uh, Medusa and Sherlock Holmes versus the in Gem Raptors and Bruce Lee.
0: And <laughs> who came out on top in that game? Jesus, that is a that is a matchup, isn't it? Uh, Medusa and Sherlock Holmes. I was 2v2. It was 2v2. So
2: it was 2v2. So it was my, my uncle and my brother. My brother was Bruce Lee. My uncle was the InGen Raptors. And me and my cousin. So my cousin was uh, Medusa
0: and I was Sherlock Holmes. Nice. Uh, and it was just... You can't imagine them working together. It was just... I imagine Bruce Lee is more of a kind of solo. He like just goes off and does what he wants.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... it. He's primarily like a melee character,
0: but um, it's just just weird.
2: You're yeah. just sort of thinking, what is going on? This is not anything I would have envisioned, but here we go, let's roll with it. But
0: it's cool that there, there are the games like that where you can literally put, like, who would win in a fight? You know, when you're kids, that's all you've got. Dad, who would win in a fight between a, a, a tiger and a lion? I don't know, go to school and learn something, dude. Yeah, kid. Like, uh,
2: yeah. who would win uh, in a fight between uh, Sinbad and Alice in Wonderland? Nothing I've ever asked myself. Yeah. When the opportunity is there, but I will find out. These games exist. I will to, find out. Yeah,
0: to finally answer the question of who best, would win in these crazy matchups.
2: The I mean, best thing about it is it's based on like an old system. It's done by Restoration Games.
0: I did play, it's called, yeah, Star Wars Epic Jewels or something. Like I Epic remember Jules playing that way back yonder back in the day um, but couldn't really remember much about it.
2: Yeah, it's so like restoration games take like old titles mm. as the name suggests and like restore them, inject a bit of life into them. We've the old... done a beautiful job with this. Yeah, uh, the miniatures and the artwork brilliant. Artwork
0: I think is my the, the artwork style, the graphic design around it is—I mm. think—is the best thing about it. Yeah. it's just—it is simple. The
2: second best thing is picking your matchup. Right? Yeah,
0: you're just like, well, Bruce Lee versus
2: Raptors. Bruce Who Lee wins? Bruce Lee versus Dracula. Suck this one-inch punch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just do that to the chest. <laughs> yeah, always <yeah. laughs> yeah, oh, <he's> dead. <laughs> yeah,
0: brilliant, brilliant, awesome. I think we finished off with a couple of uh, games of Downforce. Um, which again, is a nice okay. little. Which, if I remember, that isn't that like an old. That might be done by
2: Restoration Games as well, maybe.
0: No, it might be an old. I'm not sure. That was old, one of. I think it's an old title. Friends. I think it's an old title. It's been around, but it's got cool little cars in it. So I'm like, yeah, that's that's a winner. Um, nice little track, and your what's quite cool about it is, is you you have a, a a racing car that you're which you will score points if it yeah. finishes, but you can just let lay bets on other cars, nice. so it doesn't really matter if your car is lagging behind. Because you can just bet on the others to try and win okay. some dollar. Um, but yeah, it's just a really simple um, game where you're playing cards to move these uh, cards, colored cards around the track. So you'll have like a, you'll play a card and it'll have like red 6, blue 5, um, black 3 or whatever. And you just move those cards in the order in which they're on the card. Nice. But you have a whole hand of different movement cards. So you can try and manipulate where they end up. You can... There are tight spots on the board, so you can try and you know uh, block certain cards in if you don't want them to move ahead and things like that. So it's just really really simple. So you can get a couple of rounds of that in in an evening quite easily. And like we said, sometimes the simple
2: games are the games that you love the most. You know, like yeah. you know, I can sit down and play On Mars, The Gallerist, you know, Lisboa, Vinhos, heavy mind melting games <laughs> like that. And get some enjoyment out of it. But sometimes I can just sit there and play such a simple game, like we said, like Sushi Go or mm. Devil's Formula D, um, you know, things like that that don't require a massive amount of brain power. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm,
0: loving, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like a pig in shit. Like, <laughs> like trash banders. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the, the thing about that is the pizza slices—they're not called pizza slices. The raccoons call them um pies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is my new. Honestly, yeah. Can we have um pie? Yeah, um pie tonight. Can we have um pie yeah, <laughs> <um-pie tonight. laughs> yeah.
2: ha- <laughs> please? Yeah. Awesome.
0: So, excellent, excellent event. Uh If you have the opportunity to get involved with any of the razor game stuff, and obviously now October's o- over, but yeah. next year, Um, I would highly suggest getting involved and you know raising your game and raising some some dollar yeah definitely. some cash for uh, for those folks who have been affected by dementia awesome <laughs> definitely worthwhile so last month we held a competition because um, we were super excited about the borrower game and uh, uh trialing their uh, their service and we loved it so much that we thought we'd give you guys the opportunity to win uh, a month on us and um so over October, we we held a, a little giveaway on Instagram and Facebook and you know social medias, and uh, we have a winner. So yeah, drum yep. roll, please. Oh, maybe I'll put a sound effect in. Or uh, that just sounds. Yeah, like, uh, oh, our winner is. Doesn't it? <laughs> You're a Computer fan, let's get stuck. <laughs> That's what I mean.
1: <laughs> Sounds like I'm trying to connect to the internet like old style. You know, it was like dial-up.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, the winner is one of our Instagram fans, and uh, his name is Dan Smith. Ban. So congratulations, Dan Smith. fan Yeah. <laughs> the name's well done, to... chap.
1: So we'll, we'll actually... <laughs> So we'll be reaching out to you with your code, um, so you can then go on to borrow a game and uh, collect your winnings.
0: And, uh, yeah, yeah, well done, well done. Thanks everyone for who uh, entered the competition. It's really cool to see uh, our fans, you know, uh, giving back and following Borough Game and uh, spreading the love about their uh, awesome service. So, super happy for that. So, thanks very much. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thanks so much, people. <laughs> right, I think that's the show then, Brent, In it? Yeah, that is true.
1: Uh, there's There's uh, one final uh, day before I go. Um, so, uh, this is, uh, I mean... With, uh, with things going on, with uh, lockdown, with uh, me re- sort of um, returning to work now as well, and, um, and my little boy, and having a band meet, yeah, he is uh, taking up um, a lot more time, um, and uh, so I'm actually going to have a, I'm going to step back from the show for a little bit.
0: Um yeah, so a little break, uh, so we might get away from people on the show for, for a little while, but um, yeah, so you're welcome to come back on any time, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm happy to come back TV as a guest. Host. To come on the show and tell us about their experiences in board games. It's like, yeah, I mean, you can even reach out to uh,
1: to other uh, some of our Instagram friends as well with other peeps, some other podcasts, and uh, yeah, yeah. I just that for me, I just um, uh, I want to step back and spend some time with my uh, my little. One. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah. So you'll be hearing me for a little
0: while, but you know for now we're not forever there. we're still playing games he'll still be at games night so you'll be, he- you'll be able to hear his adventures anyway so um yeah we'll we'll call that yeah. the, end of the show i think Brenton. So uh we'll see you again yep. soon i should think but um yeah have have fun yep. everybody and uh thanks for listening again if you want to follow us then uh please have a look on uh on all of the you know the social medias you got the facebook and the instagram and the
1: instagram uh, All of that jazz uh, to
0: see our adventures and what we get up to. So we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.